There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. I still can't hear the music. Can you hear it? I hear it, yes. That's Billy Gilman. Some kids have and some kids Brian Kelly, morning after, 8 o'clock hour underway at 8.58. James Carlton's in the studio. Look, Doug, he's uh, from I, I the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. He's online at carltoninsurance.net, mm-hmm. and he's probably monitoring SEC media days. I, <laughs> I hear it's really difficult to get a credential. Is that true? No. No, Gabe said literally anybody that submits a credential, they want to be able to brag yeah, the that there were 3,000 media member there, media members oh, there. And that's, really? that's, so the SEC will credential anybody in Nashville that wants to go out there today. To I, I've been questions. to it in 1999, yeah, 99, covering Arkansas when I was working. Who were the colorful coaches back then? God, yeah, Houston, not. so the, the two big guys, well, I mean, I remember, God, I I mean, Alabama, see if you can name, without looking it up, oh. who the head coach of Alabama was at the SEC Media Days in 1999. Wasn't Mike Shula. Wasn't Gene Stallings. Ray Perkins, didn't he have a go there for a while? He wasn't there in 1999. Though. Can we have initials, Tim? M.D. Mike Davis. Nope, he was never the coach. Uh, uh, Mildred Dickerson. Uh, my, uh, Matt... Matt Day. <laughs> uh, did you say MD? That's right. Uh, James, do you know this? I have no idea. Micah Durenberg. Nope. Didn't have the job. Never got it. Second letter, first name. I. Mike is right, right? That's correct. Mike. Yeah, that was easy. <laughs> Mike. Mike. Uh, second letter, last name. You. D- Mike Dubuque. Mike Dubuque coached at Alabama? I don't remember that. I don't have the fog. Mike Mike Dunning. My third letter, please. B. Mike Dubinsky. <laughs> Dubinsky coach there? I knew he'd been around a while. Mike Dubnik. My fourth letter, please. Uh oh. Mike Dubo. Mike Mike Dubowski. Where are we at now? D U O? T U B O. D U B O. Fifth letter, please. S. Mike Dubose. Mike, Mike Dubose. Right. Yeah, yes. that was easy. Yes. Yeah. Okay, got it. Sick. Yeah. We should definitely... See, there's not too many radio stations no. breaking this down right now. No, all we had to do yeah. was think about it because we got the knowledge. <laughs> it was Phil Fulmer in Houston. Nutt, okay, Phil. Big deal. Yeah. I oh, Spurrier. assume Spurrier yeah. had to be there. Uh, I didn't see. Lou Holtz had just come back to Coast South, South Carolina. Carolina. Okay. So I chased Lou Holtz up and down the hallway, oh. and he had to think. I mean, I was. Tw- I had just 
no, I was still 22. I was 22 years old, which is nuts to think back on. Uh, and I'm like, I'm going to get, I was told get Lou Holtz no matter what, cause he coached at Arkansas. Yeah. And so it was a big deal. And so I'm like, well, I'm not going to let him down. No. I mean, after all, I'm making minimum wage. Yeah. <laughs> you owe it to him. I do. <laughs> and I'm the number three guy in Little Rock, so I'm a big star. And I chased him down, and he looked at me like, are you effing crazy? Oh, really? Because, you know, they have those, you know, I mean, you've seen college football coaches especially, and this is in the South, so it's at another level, where they have, like, handlers, like it's Lil Wayne walking through. Oh, but he was so funny, he made multiple appearances on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Oh, he was great, but he just didn't want to do a one-on-one interview with a 22-year-old from Little Rock. So Uh, he blew you off. No, he sat down and did it, but it's because I was so insane and, and wouldn't stop until I got the answer that I wanted. And you were proud of that interview when you were done. I look back on it and go, God, who was that guy? Mm. How the hell did you land Bonds? (laughs) (laughs) How did you land Bonds? And didn't you get... um... I did get Bonds. Did have a conversation with Who's the Indiana coach? Yeah, thank you. (laughs) It it wasn't on camera. He was ready to fight me. Oh, Oh, goodness. Kind of like Doug in Florida there. Uh, Doug with Earl Weaver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he didn't make Mickey Mantle cry. I was That's just going to have to take it from Earl Weaver. I was going to hey, punch Doug, him let me back. ask you a question. Doug is taking questions. I'm, listen, I'm listening to Tim, and I, I think it goes to say, of all the pitchmen locally over the last 50 years, you know, Tim's probably on that Mount Rushmore. Who else would be the best pitchman <laughs> either locally or nationally? Is, is Carney on there? Is, is, is Jack Buck on there? Who, who are the best pitchmen for the Local for, ones? Yeah, or national. Well, I, Charles I, Barkley's everywhere now. In, ter- in terms of the promoting products oh, yeah. and doing it effectively? Because I understand that Jack Carney could could make your mouth water talking about oh, chemos yeah, back yeah. in the day. Jack Carney could have hosted The Tonight Show himself. He was so he good. He was that talented. So funny. Yeah, yeah, he was fantastic. The best pitchman. I feel like Jack Buck was pretty good at that. Oh, yeah, just because he was so well-trusted, whatever he said, you were going to oh, go, oh, sure. yeah, if Jack okay. likes it, I like it too. There we go. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll come up with a fourth next okay. week. Okay. Mike Shannon sold a lot of beer, I'm <laughs> kind sure. Of Fast Eddie's. He was good at that one, I remember. Yeah. 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 Frank Opinion, somebody just texted there, him. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That's got to be. I, I remember seeing his rate sheet. <laughs> oh, did you really? Yes. Pretty steep. Oh, yes. He oh, made yes. a handsome living for himself. He did indeed. I mean, <laughs> he it was on his terms. Yeah. TMA does not exist right now without Frank Opinion because I learned his business model. I've told him that. Uh, he's been so kind when we left KFNS, he sent me a, I still have the voicemail saved, as a matter of fact. So happy that we left there. <laughs> but he was also very complimentary. Uh, God, when he was on our show, remember that? We had him in for like an hour, and he could just yeah. talk about a guy like a Jack Carney who could just go. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Lots of porn. Right there. <laughs> yeah, he didn't understand us necessarily. And some of the emails that filtered through that he saw and read. Frank Opinion is absolutely Mount Rushmore. How 100%. long was he here? If you had to guess. In on St. Air. Louis? On air, yeah. In S- Frank? Yeah. 30 years? Oh, I would think more than that. Wow, okay. I would think. Probably, yeah. I think he started as a country. I mean, I had him on the podcast, and he told me his whole story. Yeah, I remember listening to that. He was great. He's so talented. I mean, that guy is sick. Talented. So you attribute TMA to Franco Pena. Of course, you've, you've referenced Howard Stern from back in the 90s watching Private Parts. Howard Stern for the content 
frank opinion for the business model. So when Howard goes in private parts, whether or not that's true, that he just tells Allison that he he, he wants to talk about everything. Everything's on the table. Mm-hmm. Like, how much percentage do you go on that? Like, I mean, you can't you can't go 100% all in on talking about anything, right? Like, I guess he says he did. I, well, his the scene that was so famous in that movie, well, there was the one about the ratings. What about the people who like him? They listen to this. And what about the people who hate right. him? They listen even more. Yeah. Which is why I've said recently, you know, how there's value in, in being hated, even though it's so counterintuitive. But the scene that resonated with me was he was doing the live read for the sporting goods store. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, oh, I used to go there as a kid with my family. And then go, and then he reads the bottom, the grand opening. Right. Is, and he goes, <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. When I was doing the chat on the fan page when we were flying to Chicago from Savannah on Saturday, somebody asked about endorsing people and we'll read copy for businesses if we don't know an individual i'm not going to vouch for you for right. example even if james carlton state farm insurance i wouldn't go i know james he's a great guy if i didn't know you right and then there are some people in business who i personally wouldn't want to be associated with and so i wouldn't vouch for them so you talk about like jack, doug you talked about jack buck and the, and the trust factor you can't breach that with the audience because mm-hmm. you, you, you can't you can't put a dollar value on that so yeah i'm not going to endorse doug's not going to endorse just anything that's just not what we're going to do so that's 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 important so when when i think when the audience knows that we know the people and in, in the case where i really am a client of yours and you have been a huge improvement from and the plowhawk is a client of yours uh that that speaks to real life experience that the audience knows they can count on. I got an, I got a, I think you were in that email that we got yesterday, right? Did you get an email yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. Easter? I did see that. That was very kind. Brian. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Who had, he sent an email over about this incredible. Yeah. Brian. See yeah. for any potential advertisers out there, this is what's so unique about TMA is the audience will go out of their way to share a positive experience with Tim. And so he doesn't even have to come up with copy. Tim, the could, li- Tim could literally just read that email mm-hmm. as a copy, you know, for, for yeah. a live spot. And, it's, and that's why I'm so grateful for the TMA audience. I mean, they have been incredible. And I've dabbled with some other shows, and, nothing's, and nothing comes close to TMA. Really? It's unbelievable what the audience does, how loyal they are to the show and to the advertisers, and how they do things like that. Like, do I think I provided Brian with a good experience? Sure I did. But, I mean, I, I don't know if I would have gone out of my way to email right. Tim, and I'm so grateful he yeah. did because if, Tim, if Tim's just like, oh, I got three copies I got to knock out in the next 90 seconds, he can just read that email. That's the thing. And, it's all, the, and it's authentic. I think, the, I think the reason for that, that that is unique about that is because we were on, and still are, I guess, but I mean, at this point, whatever radio station you're on, unless it's like a big one, it doesn't really matter because uh, people access the content in whatever different way. But because we were on these, you know, low-powered AM radio stations, I said to the audience, I said, listen, you love the show, and we obviously love that you love the show, but if you don't support the advertisers, we're not going to exist. And so the audience, I think, intentionally was let behind the scenes as to how the business works, and the business only will work, the show will only exist if the audience goes out of their way to support the sponsors. Then, as it so happens... The people who have sponsored the show, truly. I mean, no BS. I guess, I've, uh, you know, like I see some of the names here right now. Mark Hanna, uh, Seth Goldcamp. Uh, I know the people from EDF. We don't use uh, their names. But uh, Ryan Kelly. I, I, now I feel like I'm going to leave people off. I mean, God, Jamie Burkhardt and Clint I've Patterson met all these people personally. They're great and I people. I feel badly because yeah. I'm going li- to leave people out here unintentionally. Trust me. But we're not going to vouch for somebody's business slash identify an individual if internally we're like, oh, that guy's a, you know, 
jackass, or right. he's going to screw our, our blisters over. Never would. Now, if something like that were to happen, you know, that's going to inevitably happen over 20 years where somebody has a bad experience. Sure. It's just going to happen. But, you know, it's important that the audience knows that if we say it and we cite a firsthand experience, we are not making that up. There was a situation with an advertiser called Body Solutions like 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. That got the whole market was in on that. Uh, like, the whole country, from every station. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and what it was was, you know, the people did spots and say they took it and then they lost weight. I mean, pretty powerful stuff's going on right now with a different product. But I remember one of the taglines was, make sure you don't eat anything after 6 o'clock at night. Well, yeah, yeah, that would, anyone would lose weight if you follow that. So, and so a lot of people kind of, I don't want to say they got brought down by that, but yeah, that's a, that's, that's a real thing. That's an important thing. So it's a credit to our audience, as you noted that the audience goes out of its way to let the sponsors know they support them because that was something that we kind of went out of our way to point out, I guess, starting 10 to 12 years ago. But also, the sponsors are good sponsors. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we're not sending people to you or to Mark Hanna or Munganast or Ryan Kelly or Seth Goldcamp going, oh, God, I hope it works out. And so when we have had people want us to do spots for companies that we knew we didn't have good experiences with, we refused to do them. Right. Uh, and so that's 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 a real thing as well. So if you want to piece the algebra together, I'm sure plenty of you can figure them out. Uh, I'm not going to do that. I don't care. I don't need, I mean, I guess I'll take more money, but I'm not like, oh God, if I don't do that, you know, we just, the honesty is more valuable than the dollar. There's got to be subconsciously something you learned just growing up watching your dad that knew how important that piece of the business was, because I don't hear a lot of other shows promoting you got to support the sponsors like Team A has for 15 years. I, di- I didn't. I remember I was working, Doug, the Blues are playing the Canucks in Vancouver, and a salesperson who still, I think, is selling in the market was, was, was uh, my dad was a general sales manager, so 2003, and I'm like, well, I'm on air. So when you're on air, of course, you're God, when in reality, the on-air people, are most of them are replaceable, and the salespeople are the ones who, the, who are the gods. It's totally inverse, uh, or can be the gods. And... Uh, and he's like, I need you to get up and, and call in from Vancouver. We got this sponsored. And I'm like, number one, KMOV paid for me to be there, which was true. Mm-hmm. And number two, now you're going to make money off KMOV's expense. I don't think that's right. But in reality, I just didn't want to get up. I mean, F me. You know, <laughs> now I'm 25 or 6, and but still, it's wrong. So my dad was general sales manager. And I still was totally illiterate on the business. What I think made me literate on it was when we had to take ownership of the show in order for the show to keep existing in 2010. And then I realized how important those sponsorship dollars were because without them, we weren't going to be able to keep the show going. And so the audience would be active and asking questions. And I go, here's how it works. You hear about ratings. For our show, it means nothing. It truly means nothing. And, and, and oftentimes shows that don't have ratings will say that, but it's the truth. What matters is do you deliver return on investment for your clients? Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you can have the biggest ratings in the world, and the, the advertiser's not going to keep buying. I think you could probably speak firsthand to some of that. Absolutely. And you're, and you're buying. Yeah. So make sure if you love the show, you give our sponsor a chance. Now, if the sponsor doesn't take care of you and you weren't happy, I'm not asking you to just keep throwing good money after bad or bad money after good. Or whatever. I will say just from the advertiser's perspective, if you're going to invest in marketing, you typically have things buttoned up so that you can execute on a high level if you do get that opportunity. 
Because if all of a sudden, like let's just say I was understaffed overnight for whatever reason, I'm probably going to freeze marketing because I don't want to spend those marketing dollars when I'm not going to be able to execute on a high level when those people reach out, right? So sure. everybody that's right, taking right, that right, time right, right. To, or that that uh, the, the the means to, to mm-hmm. advertise on a show, they're probably ready to execute at a high level. You're right. It's yeah. probably tough for the small businessman to convince himself, yeah, I need to spend all these dollars advertising. Mm-hmm. And is it even going to work? And does it really affect my business? But it can in a huge, huge well, I, way. Well, I, I had been I had been a listener for so many years, and I heard a lot of the same sponsors on the show. So that led me believe, eh, something's working here. And then I reached out to Ryan Kelly, and he was so great, you know, gracious yeah, to take that's my the call. Other thing. There's an yeah. ecosystem of advertisers who will tell, and now you're one of those guys. But you initially were asking. Absolutely. I remember Mark Hanna. I gave. I said, here, I said, call whoever you want. Sure. It doesn't matter because I know what they're going to say. That's why I'm like. You know, I know here at Hubbard, they it's it's more often the minimum six month deals or annual deals. But I'm like, back when it was at nine twenty, I'm like, yeah, I remember saying this to DraftKings, do a month trial. I know what's going to happen, so it's it's nice to be able to do that because you know that it will deliver for advertisers. That's that's such an important thing. So when I was buying advertising for Sound Story mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter last year for the holiday buy, I knew which shows were the shows that we're going to deliver. And so, I mean, that was my own money uh, and and went and spent that. And so now as we, we were, for the record, I guess I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but we, we were, we're in the process of finalizing our first capital raise, first round of funding. And we just hired our general manager Congrats. for Sound Story. Thank you so much. Uh, Joe Buck is involved. Mark Montavani is involved. So we're, you know, we're taking this thing beyond St. Louis and, uh, and, and it's an exciting thing, but now I need to go find the TMAs, the Riz shows in the other markets and find those people. And, and they're not tough to find. You can, and, you know, and, but then they have to also not just be shows with followings. They have to mobilize the audience. Mm-hmm. Following is one thing. The mobilization of the audience is what delivers the return on investment. Absolutely. And that's, that's the key thing. But that's a credit to our audience, but we've also had great sponsors. If we had crap sponsors, I wouldn't want to be going, you know... I wouldn't be saying, hey, I know this guy. He's a great guy. While internally, I'd be like, oh, my God, this guy's an MFer, and he's <laughs> yeah. going to screw our audience over. You know? I get it. I get Good it. Good question. I, James I, Carlton just came in here. I'm and sure I bored the audience no, to tears at no, this point. we yeah. have people who've, uh, <laughs> who've You can tell that the, that the sponsorships here work because the sponsors are so nice to us. You know, if they thought they spent their money poorly and didn't get a return, they wouldn't be as nice to us as they are because uh, they just bend over backwards to take care of us. Absolutely. Uh, now, this, just, is, this is interesting here, Doug. Uh, Stephen Wildwood has sponsored before, and he's uh, but he sponsored the Chris Nagel video, and he said, "James, oh, that's right. if you sponsor a video, expect the return <laughs> after the video is released six months later." <laughs> I call it delayed marketing. Well, it's very we, effective. We stubbed Stephen our toe on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that wasn't us. That was out of our hands. The video, we kind of lost control of that. Uh, all right, uh, James, thank you so much for My uh, pleasure. You gentlemen in. have a great week. I'll see you in a few weeks. It's a okay. testimonial. Right, thanks, this James. guy came in and just delivered a testimonial. Really? Totally uh, unscripted, too. Yeah. God bless the great James treat. Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. And, uh, man, I am a big I, – I, I was a big fan before, and I'm a bigger fan. But, uh, yeah, that, that insurance agency and his staff, 319 five-star reviews. Yeah. And that is not an accident. Plowhawk's a client. I'm a client. And we recommend you become a client as well. It is James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Uh, and uh, we're making reference to some of our other sponsors, such as Seth Goldcamp with Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. Doug is a client. I am a client. So uh, it was nice to, uh, to return home 
And uh, my parents, I don't know what the deal with it is. This is the way, you know, my dad back with like, we'd turn our lights on and he'd complain about it because he didn't want a high electric bill. Mm-hmm. And so I'm down at Hilton Head and they have the place set at 78 degrees. Uh, <laughs> Hilton Head? Oh, no oh. way. No way. It's I like get cold. I'm just like, <laughs> part of me thinks they, they didn't know how to set the program. Yeah. And because I think up until 11 o'clock it'd be like 71 and then all of a sudden it'd hit like at noon it'd go up to 70. I'd walk by the damn thing and I'd be like, what are we doing here? So I am grateful to now be back in St. Louis because I can set the... Whoever controls the thermostat is truly in charge of the house. I agree with you, sir. I agree with you, sir. Mm -hmm. I get cold easy. But even during the day in the summer, I have it on like 73. When I go to bed at night, I put on 69. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be cooler at night. Yeah, I don't know why I just turn it on. I like I like to pull the pull my Vera Wang all the way up to my neck. Why do you have to say Vera Wang? <laughs> it was Sounds so like an auto asphyxiation. And, and also, scene. you're you're wearing nothing when you go to bed, right? Yeah, naked. How about that Vera Wang? Are Vera Wang is that an expensive brand? It's like bunny fur. Oh, it well, is. Yeah, I had a girlfriend of mine. Couldn't imagine. We were laying in there, and she mm. goes, "God, this is just like fur." I said, "That's my Vera Wang." <laughs> and it's expensive. Uh, it, was on, it was on sale. So, like, what would a Vera Wang blanket cost? I don't know. It was on sale. Couple hundred? Uh, over a hundred. What color is it? Probably more because it's a king size. What color is this fur? It's gray and white. Gray and white. All right. Like checks. And do you wash it often? Well, not as often as my sheets, but because you're pulling it over you, so it's not. There's still dead skin cells on there and everything. Oh, no, you got a, you got a sheet over you. Talk dirty, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think maybe you could bring this Vera Wang blanket in someday no, so we too, could take a look at it's it? It's too big. It's a king size. Oh, well, either oh. one. It's Seth Goldcamp, a designer, heating, cooling, and Vera Wang. <laughs> yeah. Designerservice.com. Uh, Deke Dotem saying this. I interned with James at 590 15-ish years ago. He is all class and clearly smart enough not to pursue the radio business. By the way, he's also hot. That's from Deke Dotem. Oh, Dotem, come that? on. James Dotem. Carlton is hot. Dotem was an intern, and James Carlton worked at 590? I knew that James interned. I didn't know that. Pretty much all of our sponsors are, are male model types. I agree with you. If you look at them, you think about it. I mean, they're all look like they just came out of GQ magazine. Well, there weren't a lot of male models at 590. I love, and I mean love, when Ken drops a brand name that he thinks makes him not a Hoosier, <laughs> which is the most Hoosier flex ever. That's from Arbor Day. Uh, Doug Stephen Wilde would like to talk about his oh. delayed advertising okay. strategy. He's still mad about it. Gosh. <laughs> he wants a make good. Yes, Steve. Hey, yes, what is hey, it? Very effective. I'm just, I'm just starting to see returns from that city. Are you? It's coming through. Oh, yeah. My sales are way up uh, from from before the video till now. Really? Look at that, Doug. No, not at all. Oh, oh God. God bless America. <laughs> actually, actually, the show is effective. Like, people know that I'm the appraiser, so they, I'm the uh, appraiser of record for the show, right? Doug? Yeah, you just look at a couple of comps and come up with a figure halfway uh, in between, and there you go. Uh, Let's break for uh, lunch. Here you mm. go, buddy. Have you ever paid for Doug, spots or just you, you talk about it? If you don't stop saying that type of stuff, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up your, your house on county records and figure out exactly where you live. All right, buddy? Oh, well, I'll tell you where I live. It's not, not a secret. <laughs> Barnhop. <laughs> 
Yeah, you, know, yeah. Right? you can get through security at the front gate. You. you can come in. I tell you what, I need to go back to a couple of weeks ago when uh, Morgan Whalen came in town. Wallen. <laughs> uh, the I didn't know who the hell the guy was when the tickets first went on sale. I had no clue who he was. I mean, this guy, he had so much talent down here near the stadium. I was amazed. Not his I mean, talent, was, but the what the women who came to watch? Is that what you're saying? The women who came to see him, like, he's a panty dropper guy, I guess. Oh, I don't know. But, uh, like, these people are here at, like, 6 in the morning, you know, to get the general admission pit tickets. Mm-hmm. And so they were – the line – it was like they were giving out bobblehead of uh, Stan Usual, one of a kind, something. I mean, mm. it was crazy. I'd never seen anything like it. Yeah, when I when I've been at those concerts, the people watching is almost a better show than the show itself. It's at least Literally, it's, it's we as post good. Up at three o'clock at the hotel at the bar there, and just watch everybody. Did and you? there was one hot chick after another. Hmm. I mean, it was crazy. Well, so you're racks on these gals. Yeah, those, I, think, I think whatever we're putting in this meat, the hormones keep doing it because these breasts are getting bigger and bigger. Oh, yeah, those pit tickets for the uh, big stars—they get there early because they want to be as close as possible, and then maybe they're going to get on stage. Maybe he'll pull them on stage. They'll throw panties up there. Somebody threw a boot at him, hit him in the head. Yeah, I mean it was—it was crazy. It was—it was fun though. That was a fun weekend. We got—we had like the Yankees in town. Then Fourth of July, and then that. I was I was exhausted after that week. It was nuts. So you still like living there at Ballpark Village? Oh yeah, Dougie. It's not bad. Well, I thought you were going to move out. I thought you had plans to uh, leave. Yeah, St. Louis we, Hills, we, baby. We reconsidered. Oh wow! So we're staying here huh. for a couple more years. You've still never had the whole show up there to do a, a presentation someday. Doug, I invited you several times, and you won't come up here. I guess Posse oh. came up. Yeah, that was fun. It's a good spot. Yeah, I would easily watch yeah. a Cardinal game up there as opposed yeah. to hand my money to Mosellock. Oh gosh, were you were you up there for our TMA day? Yeah, you were invited, did you? I didn't, you didn't come up. No, there were too many people up there. What? Oh, too many. They would all want. They would all want pictures and autographs. Your ex-girlfriend was up here. That's what it was. Is there some sort of secret entrance you could That's whisk him up there? Too many people up there. Uh, Anna Cardenta? No, Doug. You you just call yeah. me up, Doug. Anytime you come down, bring your kids or whatever. I don't care. I like that John Vaughn. John Vaughn's a delight. Okay. Plus, now you got your daughter-in-law can drive you all because she's pregnant. Yeah, oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, this is true. How you do you know all this information? <laughs> I know you like to do. How do you know all this information? What? John Facebook. puts it on Facebook. Oh, he does? It's not like I'm breaking news here. I mean, no, he but did you know Facebook. he was pregnant? He's not, but she is. <laughs> now, that well, would be a shocker. They always say that the husband, they say, are you, you pregnant? Yeah. It's just a yeah, saying. That, I guess. That always works out well when you answer, yes, I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. And women love that. Women love when you talk about how pregnant she is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, all right, I'll get up there someday. And then, uh, oh, I just got a text from uh, uh, the recovering alcoholic. He oh. said, to tell the boys how you milked me after church. Oh, gosh. You know, I'm going to suspend him secondhand, a secondhand suspension. 
I like it. Recovering alcoholic, secondhand suspension, a hey, period uh, of two days. Steve, uh, I'm back on 101 for the first time in two weeks today. It'd be wonderful to have a mic drop to go to. Oh, man. I, I tell you what, I had, we partied a lot in the last week, and I took an edible at like 9 o'clock last night, and I am real foggy right now, but I'll try. <laughs> what is there to be unhappy about, Doug? The Cardinals won four or five. Right, this team's coming. Nice. Good time well, to trade Jack Flaherty. He's a good target. Yeah. Trade his ass now. Okay. I mean, he can't get any higher level now. I mean, he's not going to resign with us because he hates St. Louis. Supposedly, I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. Something <laughs> in that realm. Something in that realm. Blame Derek so Gould Vladdy, for that. Just so Vladdy doesn't, doesn't uh, you know, edit me. You know, that was Jackson, you're editing Steve's? <laughs> one of them. You're one of them. Yeah, and I would do it again. <laughs> I, I would like to say what, what I've said. And it, it, I don't remember it, what you said. I, I do remember an edit. I do, and it would have gotten us in I trouble. Said, so why would I was, get in trouble for work? Like, what sense does that make? The, you could probably say it on this show. It was during the Contreras thing, and I said, what the hell is going on in this world? Men are women, women are men, and catchers are outfielders. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. That would have got us in trouble? Is that what it was? Yes. Yes. Was it really? Mm-hmm. Why would that get us in trouble? Well, you'd have somebody complain. This is why enter risk when you don't have to. I guess I just don't see the that, risk. But that's – I'm trying to endear myself to my people over there at 101. Stuff yeah. like that would endear me. That, that is correct. Uh-huh. That's why I thought Plowhawk would have been a god had he appeared on Balloon Party. Don't you think they would have loved Plowhawk on Balloon Party? While I was uh, vacationing, I think I a lot of his what he says. Right. I I don't know if they would like him because they know he's from this show. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know though. I, there's a real lack of awareness of this program on 101 ESPN, which totally makes sense, by the way. I mean, it's on HD2. It's not like we're easy to find. No, you got to work it. You got to work it. <laughs> That's why my television career comes up so often on that show, because a lot of those people who are, could be a little older, that's what they may know me from, albeit it was nearly two decades ago. You know, it's like, what are you doing with your career? You're doing a one-hour show? And I'm like, yes, this is what I do. I come in for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Right, you got to improve your brand. Uh, well, uh, I'm fine. <laughs> but Plowhawk would have been a god. Plowhawk coming in with the Mazalak takes. I mean, holy crap! Been fun. I would have been. As long as he could, as long as they don't know who he is, I think that would that would do that would do him well. Yeah. You know, Doug guilty by association with the show. So. Sure, he is. You know, you know. I'm. I'm. This is more constructive criticism, not even criticism at all. I. The thing about replays of old shows, Bobby, it doesn't have to be evergreen because there's so many little intricacies in each conversation that are interesting, like what, what you guys talked about and how things came about. Because, like, a lot of times it would be nice to find out, like, how certain things came about, you know, like ongoing themes on the show. You know, I get it, but like this is the problem with picking, and you're never going to make anybody happy. So this is your opinion, which I I almost agree with you. But if I did that, just wait for the oh look how lazy this guy is. He doesn't even listen to the shows he's putting on there. They they just talked about the Cardinal from three years ago. So in the end, most of them suck. So uh, the listeners, not not the the great content that I put on for you guys for the weekends. 
Um, but I, I just don't think he could win. So this is just until the skeleton changes, which, again, is not up to me. I just think we're always going to hear complaints one way or the other. I'd agree with you. People really do hate their lives. Oh, and they take a lot out of it on this show. I would like to know who, like, like, out of all these people who do this, I mean, complain. Like, I, Larry Thornton, sometimes I like what he says. I don't think he's, like, over-the-top no. critical. I think he, he points out good things. Uh, but I, I, and I don't know him, but I, I don't know. I think some of these people just, Want to get a rise out of you, so they they like to make you feel bad or try to. (laughs) (laughs) What's that? Deluxe, that one guy who hit me just at a bad time. (laughs) That was that was pretty rough. I think you were a little out of line with that. Well, you take your hits and you move on. You got to triple down on the take, Steve. Regardless. Yeah, and I like the fan page, but. I mean, just because I like seeing everything, but it, some of the stuff's annoying, but I just scroll right by it. I put a put a picture of the fan page on the fan page this weekend of uh, Biff and Cletus at our building. I did see that one. <clears throat> Where were they they're Adobe? Preparing, they're trying to, trying to uh, put some glass over the edge of the pool so that uh, Tom doesn't have to refund every, everybody's meal when water splashes down <laughs> in their food. Add salt and smoke. Huh. Mm-hmm. Give me that first. Like something with the the wind gets kicks it up and like the uh, the brine from the pool. Okay, don't say brine. Lands in their food. I pay extra for that. Uh, Let's not say brine. Uh, <laughs> you have to have a big boy in there at the edge of the pool and you go give me a little splash. Oh. So one day, you know, when it was really windy. Um, I was standing on the corner of Clark and Walnut to go down and get my bobblehead or whatever, and they, uh, the water was splashing all the way. The security guard standing at Clark and Walnut, or Clark and uh, whatever that is, Broadway there, and it was like it was like 100 feet from salt and smoke, and there was water hitting everybody. Mm. Crazy. <laughs> oh, the other thing I wanted to talk about, oh, I was God. with... Uh, <laughs> When I was, uh, yeah, this is ADD, baby. Yeah, that's uh, nice. I, w- I was with my wife. We were down at Billy's on Broadway, the new place. They advertise on 101. So, But uh, they just opened right near Dobbs there and Broadway Oyster Bar. Yeah. We were sitting there, sitting there having some pops, and uh, some guy with a backwards hat walked in. Gangster Pete. Gangster Pete. Yeah, he was actually very kind. I think he, he does get a little nervous when he... Like when I said his name, he's like, "Oh God, what's this gonna be?" Oh, you know? well, he's got a wet he jumper. Nice. <laughs> he does have a wet jumper, and he's—I don't know how, I don't know why he places that hat in that <laughs> manner backwards. Because he's not a bad-looking guy, but then he puts the, the hat on backwards, like perched on the top of his head. It, I don't know. It annoys me, but. I told him it does, but he doesn't really care, so he does it again. But they actually got they got the giveaway of the soccer jersey and the theme ticket. They bought the theme ticket, got the hat. Both were cool. I got some win for Gangster Pete. It sure is. Yeah, he's he's well, been I care a about the for team when you can get a four XL jersey and some plastic. It is X, they're XL, and actually now that I lost weight, they don't fit me as well as before. Look at you. What are you down oh. to? 
Uh, I'm kind of stuck in the 197 to 199 realm. I need a little doughy. Little doughy. I am, Doug. I am, Doug. Because you're only, what, five, two, three? How tall? How tall <laughs> gentleman seven, are you? Five, Doug. Five, seven and five, shrinking, probably. Okay, yeah. But, but no, I've, I've just been fasting and stuff. But I really haven't changed that much. I just eat less. You know? Yeah. I don't exercise. Well, with the job as an appraiser, you've got the weight of the world on your shoulders, hoping those comps come in in time so that you can just average between the high and the low and come up with a comp and break for lunch. Okay, Dougie. <laughs> You're kind of tired Thanks of that. Thanks for trivializing my existence. No, no Steve, we, uh, we got to go. Uh, we have another break. we got to close out the 8 o'clock hour, and then uh, Jackson and I are going to head down the hallway, and we'll play your mic drop. All right, I'll try to do one. Thank you, Steve. There no, it's Steve. Steve. Uh, Larry Thornton has issued a statement. The statement is as follows. Okay. Anything I ever say is out of fun and busting balls. I did that job for 17 years. I get it. The best part of this show is everyone busting everyone's balls. Plowsy makes me laugh every day. That's from Larry Thornton. Plow, how think, do you, is that well-received? Yeah, and just because I'm sniping at you doesn't mean I hate you. It just means I think you need to be put in your place. Oh. Or a little bit of explanation. He so needs no, some I, discipline? I don't mind Larry Thornton. He chirps on Twitter. He's very funny. I have no issue. But I did want to respond. How about this other fellow that got you last week? You issue, uh, issue with him? <laughs> oh, now what was that? Dilstrap. Oh, my, my care level. Yeah, Dilstrap. <laughs> and my care level for Luke. You can give your care level at 314881-TMA5, Engineer Design Facilities, text inbox. Moving forward is the EDF Group, the most experienced data center and critical facilities service provider in the St. Louis market. Check out the newly revamped website, theedfgroup.com, and take a look at each of the three divisions they have to offer. EDF Group is your one throat to choke for all your critical facilities, data center, commercial fire alarm, and electrical and IT infrastructure needs. Contact the EDF Group, email fire at theedfgroup.com. Experience the EDF Group difference. And learn more at theedfgroup.com. And Andrea's, I got to have the barbecue sauce uh, yesterday for the first time in a while. Even though we had it down there in Hilton Head, I didn't have it while we were there. And I had it on my delicious chicken yesterday. Two different times, as a matter of fact. My metabolic meals, uh, chicken uh, at uh, for lunch. And then I barbecued uh, chickadeedle dee, Doug. Chickadeedle dee. And I put that Andrea's all over it. It's yeah. so good. Andrea's Steakhouse, Andrea's Steak Sauce. I believe I'm barbecuing uh, burgers tonight. And I'll be using the Andrea's Steak Sauce. Uh, yeah, I use it all the time now, it's too. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's just the best. And, of course, their Steakhouse, Max, Rebecca. And Andrea's, Andrea's Steakhouse, and Andrea's Steak Sauce, and Andrea's Barbecue Sauce. Check it all out. All right, uh, we'll take a commercial break. Come back with our design air heating and cooling email of the day. This is the Ryan Kelly Morning.